Alexis, I have a new theory I would like to introduce. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm not the first. Um, I just ha- haven't done any research on it. This episode brought it to me, and it is now the hill I will die on. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm always ready for stuff like this. Sean is actually psychic. But no one, including him, can tell because of all the training that Henry gave him. So he's also hyper-observant. But he's he's actually got a gift. Okay. I'm going to need, like, some more for that. The The first introduction is in this episode but i'm going to provide proof as often as i can because okay it's just a thing that i it's like everyone thinks he's faking including him but i i think it's real (laughs) all right i'm into hearing this i don't necessarily agree with you at the moment but i am ready to be uh told differently all right okay i say then uh we get into this episode so we can hear it it's showtime This is To the Blueberry! I am Alexis and I'm a real life guest. I'm Kaylee and I'm a real life Sean. We are a real life best friend duo who decided it was important to talk to one another once a week, so we wanted to start a podcast about our favorite show, Psych. It worked. Really well. I hope you guys will join us and listen in while we recap and talk about our favorite moments of season three, episode eight Gus Walks into a Bank. Kaylee and I were talking about this pre-show, but I think it's worth noting here. This episode isn't isn't really much to push push any plot along or anything, but it's just it is what it is, and that doesn't make it bad by any means. Yeah, as like as a placeholder episode, I mean it gives a little nudge to the Sean Juliet um chemistry bubbling thing that's happening but we're here for the guest stars and we're enjoying it yes i think that this episode was written to star the guest stars not to star our people now don't get me wrong we get a ton of sean in this episode but we get more of sean in the guest stars than we do any of our other reoccurring characters even gus yeah and we should note just off the top there's no flashback not one not a hint yeah but there are, I've got, I got three pineapples this episode. Oh, I only got one. I, I vaguely glimpsed something by accident. I wasn't even trying to look it up that tried to tell me there was a pineapple somewhere having to do with the pizzas that isn't where he says pineapple. Mm. And I didn't see any there. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I just found the, the real one. And he says pineapple and I'll count both of those. Yeah, there's a real one. There is a uh, I uh, 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 talking about pe- pineapple pizza specifically, and then there's another little um, hint of a pineapple. So I'm excited to talk about them all. So hmm. because we don't get a flashback, we are starting in present day, and we are outside of the bank. Yeah, Gus puts the car in park, and Sean instantly starts getting comfy. <laughs> Gus is like, "Are you not going to come in there with me? Are you going to make me stand in line alone?" Sean says, you're just depositing. Like, what What am I going in there for? Plus, you know, on principle, I have a problem with this institution. <laughs> the problem that they have is that they they denied his small business loan for a snack-carrying zipline to take food from the kitchen to the reception area or to the office itself. 
Yes. Um, Zipline pulley system to deliver snacks. And Gus says that Sean needs to share in the business side of owning a business. And Sean is definitely more interested in the business side <laughs> of doing business. Gus is like, dude, fine, I'm out. He goes into the bank to to meet with people face to face. And uh, as he's leaving, Sean turns on the radio. The song that comes on is Genius by the Friendly Indians, which is Steve Frank's band. Show creator Steve Franks uh, showing up all over the damn place. <laughs> uh, I I was listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's it. That's a, that's got to be a song. And so I looked it up and it was yeah. Yeah, in my notes it literally just says Steve Frank song question mark. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it sounded like it. We go into the bank with Gus, and he's just trying to see like, ooh, who am I likely to get to see next? Like, where am I in line? And he sees the prettiest teller, and he is. A little bit gobsmacked. <laughs> I call her a hottie. While Gus is kind of uh, checking out this woman, our guest star, our guest star number one, walks in, and it is none other than Alan Ruck, who played Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like peak wingman Cameron Fry. That's that is important to note for something a little bit later, but. He's also known for uh, Spin City was the other thing I watched him in all the time. Uh, he was a, a main character in that show, and I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, but he he has a lot of places where you just see him, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, he does he does one offs on a lot of shows. He yeah. does like six episode or thirteen episode arcs every great once in a while on something. He was in the movie Speed, the movie Twister, with notable mention Carrie Always from. Ooh. The Princess Bride fame. Also, they did a show together called From the Earth to the Moon. And Pin and him, because we'll be seeing him in this show too. I feel like maybe I need to watch that show, From the Earth to the Moon, just because I like these two actors so much, but I need to know the premise of it. So, Yeah, I definitely don't know. I, yeah, it okay. might be a miniseries. It was a fun fact I found. Nice. Um, someone screams, oh my gosh, a gun! Because Phil has a gun. Oh, Phil, by the way, is... Uh, the name of the character alan ruck is playing yeah correct thank you i call him stubbs a lot because his name is phil stubbins and so in my notes he just becomes stubbs i like that i knew a guy named um whose last name was stump and we all called him stumpy oh yeah i won't tell you his full name though but uh everyone panics and the hottie behind the cash register that gus had been kind of you know gussing on uh hits (laughs) the emergency button there's a struggle, uh, not really a struggle, and there's an accidental shot that goes off, and it hits a clock, I think. Yes, it does. Uh, and I, I wondered if that was meaningful in some way. Sean is outside still in the car, and he starts to hear the sirens. Okay. No. No? That, no, that's not what happens. Um, there is nothing happening. Um, it's not even apparent that he's heard any gunshots when he suddenly sits up from his reclined position, like he's gotten a feeling. And then we hear sirens, and then the SBPD is on the scene, which is why I'm pretty freaking sure that Sean just knew Gus was in danger. He's like, uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like he might have heard the gunshots. Gunshot. No indication. <laughs> there isn't, but. Uh, okay all right i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna 
I'm pin gonna in play it. This is my first. That, but, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Enter Juliet and Lassiter. Sean's like, I'm running inside to help. And they grab him and he's like, Gus is in there. Oh, credits. <laughs> so <clears throat> cut to Sue Ellen Jasper on Henry's TV reporting on the holdup. Um, apparently the perp <laughs> was there in order to steal over a million dollars in diamonds. And it's turned into a hostage situation. And at this point, Henry doesn't think anything more than there's a robbery somewhere in town. Mm-hmm. Sean and Juliet are watching the footage to kind of see what's going on. And the very first thing that I don't know if Sean notices it or if I noticed it, but we kind of see that the manager approaches Phil to see what's kind of going on. Yeah, Phil walks in and immediately the manager leaves what he's doing with another person and walks straight over to Phil. That definitely happened. Juliet thinks it's very unpsychic of him that he did not realize that it was coming. Yeah, and she keeps asking why he didn't go in. Deposits are not a two-man job. Also, I don't see the future. I read the pl- the present. And I'm just like, what about that time you did horoscopes and the food critic murder? <laughs> <laughs> but Sean is absolutely overwhelmed. Um, but we do have two more people helping, which are Lassiter and... Yay, I love Buzz. We love that he's there. Um, He doesn't get to say much, but he's like, he's just clearly on Sean's side all the time, even though he says nothing. Around. He's kind of of there to do things. So Chief walks up and gives O'Hara the job of taking statements from all the outside witnesses. And then um, Sean is trying to talk some sense into Lassiter. Someone needs to go in. But Chief tells Lassie... um, She's contacted FBI and SWAT, and a negotiator is on their way. Lassiter is not having that. He's like, how about I just, like, try to handle it first? It's protocol, and you know it. Enter SWAT. (laughs) Oh my god. So much. (laughs) The song that plays. My notes say hyper exciting music and everything. Yeah, this is coming right after Lassie called them adrenaline monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) but my favorite part without question and and this might be my favorite part of the whole episode is out of the back of the SWAT truck two men open both of the doors and out walks Commander Cameron Luntz who played by Gary Cole is our other big guest star this episode oh yeah you have seen this guy he's been in the West Wing he's been in the Good Wife and I think now the Good Fight as a spinoff Veep Chicago Fire the Brady Bunch movies as yes. Mr. Brady um, Office Space as the boss he was in Dodgeball he was Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega Nights like this man booked it blessed okay <laughs> and uh, now we understand why this episode is focused around the guest stars <laughs> and we get slow motion him coming out of the truck and striding across the street it's ridiculous putting on his sunglasses the entire SWAT team is there Sean is a big old smart aleck about it and then we have a nice introduction um, Sean is, introduces himself as the SBPD psychic and a dil- dilettante of shadow puppetry yes I wrote Luntz versus Psych versus Lassie <laughs> <laughs> Luntz points out that Sean is clearly acting out of fear. Luntz is ready to call in before things get too far. And Sean's like, let me in. And then when Luntz won't let him, Sean calls Gus. 
Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing about the title game and Sean being a smart aleck and Buzz is clearly amused about it. <laughs> and we get another, it's protocol, following protocol, blah, blah, blah. So Sean calls Gus on his mobile, totally sets off Stubbs. Like, he makes everybody give up their phones. And does he destroy them all or just Gus's? He just destroys Gus's, uh, which Gus is really upset about. He said, I apologize. I would give it to you, but this is my work phone and I get charged a deductible for any lost or stolen items. So how about I just put it on silent? Mm, destroy. Um, but then Luntz actually calls into the bank like he's supposed to because he's the hostage negotiator. Phil is listening but not saying anything until he notices the SWAT team outside with all the guns. And he's like, dude, get everyone back. I'm, I'm not dealing with that. Somebody's fiance um is frantically telling juliet that her fiance is diabetic and will need to eat soon so jules walks straight up to luntz and tells him and he's really receptive of this coming from her and sean notices and then not just like emotionally receptive but literally he leans in and like touches her back while she's talking to him yeah and so they decide to get some pizzas yeah, and Luntz works it into his negotiation. He's like, yeah, you know, you know how women are, and let me feed all those hungry people. And how do you guys feel about pizza? Hmm. Juliet and Sean are trying to figure out what's going on, and Juliet immediately tries to stand up for Commander Luntz. She's like, He's- Gus is in good hands. Trust me. I'm fine standing down. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's like, don't worry. He's with SWAT, and... Sean screams, he's SWAT, he's SWAT. He's not Colin Farrell. <laughs> Which is a reference and to the movie SWAT with Colin Farrell. Yeah. I'm just so glad that Colin Farrell is finally, like, no longer doing those weird action movies. Like, he's much more suited to, like, cerebral, awkward comedy. And, like, it, it just, it's working more for him, I feel like. I, I, I can hear that. Okay. <laughs> so, Lassie makes a weird joke. And then Sean is like, wait, you know him, Jules? Cameron? Because she says his first name. And Sean is like, ew, what is this? I'm getting a vibe. (laughs) Juliet's like, all right, we met at a conference. We've gone on some dates. I like him, okay? I was going to talk to you about it, but dot, dot, dot. Why would you have to talk to Sean specifically about the person you're dating? I was thinking that same question. (laughs) Now, uh, Kaylee and I took a small medical break from recording, but am I correct in saying that the last episode was the roller derby episode? You are. Which ended with them not holding hands. They've had a lot of very flirty near misses lately, so I think she was just like, to clear the air and clarify things between us, I was gonna let you know that mm-hmm. I was seeing someone. Oh, well, here we are. Sean wants to help. He goes and talks to Vic. He goes and talks to Luntz. And he's like, listen, I am a longtime customer of the bank. No, he's like, listen, I can help. And Luntz said, I don't need you to figure out what's going on in there. I already know. One, he's a long-term customer of the bank. He owes lots of back back taxes. His house has been foreclosed on recently, and he's a middle child. You know that he's a middle child? I can hear it in the timbre of his voice and the fact that he doesn't use contractions. Sure, sure. What he didn't mention is that 
he's married and have they made any kind of contact with the man's wife yet? Because that sounds like a pretty good uh, next step. Sean's like, I don't need to know that crap. I can read his mind. Let me get in there. And the answer is no. Because if you can read minds, you know exactly where I want you to be right now. Which is apparently behind the barricade. So the pizzas get there and they're basically like suiting this guy up and they call in and Dubs is like, I don't want your cop pizza. I'm not letting your cop anywhere near it. I I, want a regular person. Someone from behind the barricades. How convenient. (laughs) Sean raises his hand. I love that part. (laughs) Okay, so if we're going to talk about your theory. Yes. That might be another moment. Because. He doesn't know what they're saying. Yeah. But they look at him and he raises his hand like, yes, yes, put me in. I feel like what's gone unsaid the entire time and it just continues is he has kept going like, put me in coach, put me in coach, yeah. put me in coach. <laughs> He's ready to play today. That was a bad song reference. Okay, so So Sean's- thank you very much for supporting my theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to watch for it now and maybe also die on that hill. <laughs> Sean's taking in the pizza and he's he kind of stops halfway up and decides to check it for deliciousness. And then he advises he advises Stubbs not to accept. There are eight pies, four are vegetable. There's no pepperoni, and the utter disregard and criminal lack of pineapple. So there's a pineapple of ham and pineapple, yeah. So ham and pi- or pineapple pizza seems to be an easy way for them to get a pineapple. Although I don't think we see the pizza at all in this episode, uh, but he does say pineapple, so that'll be our first one. Um, and then Sean happens to get himself taken hostage. Yeah, first Darn. he and Luntz, like, shout at each other repeatedly, and Stubbs put an end to it by um, grabbing Sean and pulling him in. We are now inside with all of the hostages. They are all separated, and they no longer have shoes on. I think that was a pretty genius move. I think so, too. And it leads to the crazy guy act. Sean can't think about anything except for Juliet, Juliet and Commander Luntz. <laughs> Uh, and Gus is like, what are you doing? We have so much more to worry about than the two of them. And then you go and get yourself taken as a new hostage. That was my plan all along, you sweet dollop of spicy goodness. Like he didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I love that line. So Gus keeps trying to panic and Sean is just like, come on, dude. But um, Sean is like, okay, answer me this. What kind of robber has the safety on the gun? The kind doesn't seem like a robber to me correct me if i'm wrong it's all about like stuff he hasn't done or might not get the chance to do and uh sean asked gus what he saw and he said i did see something i saw a chin a glorious one life is fleeting and i need to live and then sean's like uh i need to go to the bathroom Oh, yeah. I write, uh, Sean causes a commotion, says he needs to potty. He downed an orange Julius just before this, and it is not agreeable to his system. Uh, and it can get really ugly. Um, so Stubbs is escorting Sean to the potty, and we're passing by, like, the camera is panning over, like, a semi-wall. It's a really weird shot, but we're passing the top of a file cabinet where there's a bunch of fruit, including... Pineapple. <laughs> Sean tells Phil that he is psychic. And then he said that uh, he is best known for 
what the French call du fromage, which loosely translates to of cheese. It literally translates <laughs> to of cheese. <laughs> he starts to have a psychic moment with Phil to try to get him to, to believe him. And he points out that he is a middle child and not a bank robber. And he says, I'm also sensing that there is something nefarious and also evil happening. <laughs> Phil hugs Sean and said, how's my wife? Is she scared? And <laughs> Can you get a message to her? Sean's like, uh, sure. Yeah, I can do that. And then we get this like intense whisper exposition. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. It's like really close to the face, straight into the ear. And all the information we should possibly need to know. <laughs> the short and short recap of that is some dude uh, stopped him outside, told him that they had kidnapped his wife and that he needed to go in and get the banks or, she, or and get the diamonds or she was dead. And then Phil's like, I don't really know what's going on, but I feel like someone's watching me from in here. Ooh, that's a good point. Um, so Sean convinces him to put Sean in charge and um and to keep up the crazy guy routine also give me some privacy i wasn't kidding about the orange julius before <laughs> so from the bathroom he first attempts to call luntz and this ass <laughs> instantly thinks that sean has just been given a crazy story that he believes by a crazy person instead of being like hmm why is he confiding in a hostage <laughs> hangs up on him sean calls last Lassiter and immediately calls him Lassie Octopus. La La Lassieoptus. Lassieoptus. L I L A S I O P T O S. So it's like Lassieoptus. No, it's like a it's like a dog breed. It's um Lassieoptus. <laughs> that uh that makes more sense okay sean tells lassiter about the wife and then everything that's going on and flushes the toilet lassiter is very upset that he's telling him all this information from the bathroom but as soon as he gets off the phone he goes mcnab i've got something you need to run down for me we're sending buzz to see what's going on with the wife um and then we're sean and Stubbs in the bank manager's office Discussing the list of demands that Sean has composed. Including an airplane, a tour bu- a blue tour bus including groupies, $5,000 in unmarked bill, and a zipline for snacks. A zipline pulley system used to transport deliciously flavored snacks and such from one location to another. Sean's like, we just need th- to kill some time before before they do anything. That's why we're asking for all these demands. We need to figure out who the guy on the inside is. So before you talk to Luntz, I need you to let me talk to, talk to him. While Phil is calling Commander Luntz, Sean notices that there is a list of foreclosures on the desk. And we know that Phil's house has recently been foreclosed on. Yes, but there's a checkmark mark by a different house on the list and that'll come back later oh okay so phil tells Luntz that he has put sean in charge and he'll be negotiating on his behalf and even though um Luntz is objecting uh, the phone's being handed over to sean anyway so oh well Luntz is like i'm in charge you need to step back and sean said it would appear that i am in fact in charge now put juliet on the phone 
And then, you know, in disregard for, you know, the hostages and everything, immediately starts to ask Juliet about her, her, her relationship with Commander Lentz. Including if he has this old guy boobies that sag at the end. <laughs> or if he's standing next to you sniffing your hair. All the SWAT guys are like snickering and like, she's like, Sean, everyone can hear you. <laughs> they give the phone back to Luntz and to Phil. Phil lists off his list of demands. Everything's cool. And then we get this weird bank manager sandwich between Sean and Gus. Gus is helping Sean do shenanigans and they're basically sneak interrogating the guy and his story doesn't match up with what Sean saw in the video he watched. So he claims that um, Phil approached him and he had to stop what he was doing to deal with it. And um, then he took him to the vault and held him up for the diamonds. And how did he know about the diamonds? Well, just so happens a week prior, he was there when the diamonds were deposited and he was very upset about the foreclosure on his home. And so he felt compelled to tell Phil that, oh, we're sorry to, to, you know, stop talking to you, but a very um, important deposit of valuable items is being made. And so he knew about the diamonds and oops, my bad. Um, in the video, though, of Phil and the bank manager in the vault, we see that the vault, <laughs> the bank manager raises his hands before Phil puts the gun on him. Um, so he's like, he, he's like leading the robber. Rookie he's doing though. everything before the robber's telling him to. Like, he knows what's happening. The bank manager's name is Nathaniel Grisling, um, but I'm just calling him manager throughout the rest of the episode, but... Oh, yeah. I didn't even important. bother writing his name yeah. down. He's a little weasel. Yeah, he is. Sean looked at him, kind of laughed, gave him some crap about denying his zipline loan, and then said, nothing is agreeing with me today, and kind of, like, holds his stomach. And I was just like... He was eating Oreos. That's and then he's my like, life. <laughs> nothing is agreeing with me ever. Mm. <laughs> oh, Phil tells Sean that they're going to meet all his demands. Yeah, as he stands by the front window and watches them bring the bus around, he's like, it's not blue, it's green. Is that okay? And then Sean catches sight of, like, a sniper scope across the way on a roof, and he pulls Phil to the ground just as a shot rings out and goes through the glass. And everyone's face when they realize that this guy just stopped them from being saved. And Sean's only answer to that was, free hugs? Who's next? <laughs> Phil didn't hurt anybody. He doesn't seem super mean. He seems scared. So, like, I, I don't know how I would feel in that situation, but I don't think someone's brains not being splattered all over the place is like something I would, I, I would have yeah. a problem with. <laughs> I mean, he got you pizza. It's not like he's like waving the gun at people. Also, can I just, can I just say that there are so many opportunities in this series for everybody to run out and him not notice like like maybe i'm crazy because i went through like so many shooter trainings when i worked at the university but like you don't sit there and wait while the guy's waving the gun there's 17 giant guys around uh you tackle him and you hope for the best or you know when he walked away and stopped looking you run out of the bank <laughs> 
Yeah, I I was watching a movie and I had similar feelings about how many times the main character was freezing up in critical situations. And I was like, you're staring danger in the face. You either throw a right hook or you run away. You don't just freeze. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine freezing in that situation. Like, and I'm that's, that's, an, that's one of the responses. Some people just do. Yeah. But it, it goes against everything. Like, I don't know. I, uh, I, don't, I can't relate. <laughs> I just, um, I, it wouldn't make for a very good episode if that happened. So, okay, but, eh, okay, uh, we shall move on. Henry is watching the news and he finds out that local psychic detective Sean Spencer is now taken hostage inside the bank. Oh, yeah. So then Sean sits back down with Gus and Gus is like, um, don't talk to me. <laughs> Everyone's already mad at me about the phone thing. And now you come sit next to me and it looks like I'm friends with you. And Sean tells him that Phil is going to release a hostage as a sign of good faith. And Gus thinks it's him. And then, and then, and then he's like, oh, no, there are, there are women and children here. They should be the one to go. No, not children. Oh. There are older people. There are women. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no children in this episode. <laughs> but then Phil is like, Sean, are you ready? Before they leave, this moment happens. Gus looked at him and said, I care about you. And I appreciate you. And well, I love you, Sean. And they have a big, tight hug that goes on and on and on and on forever. Because Gus is seriously afraid that he's not going to make it. I couldn't tell if Gus was seriously afraid or if it was some kind of show for the teller who's still right there. Like, I was very confused by how effusive Gus was being. I think Sean, or I think it was a real thing because Gus was so, like, everybody hates me already. I want to be the cool, I don't know, maybe. You don't hug the guy. I I don't know. It seemed weird. I I don't know. Now I'm questioning everything. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't know how to read that. And Sean is like, you know, I'm gonna be back in like a half an hour, right, buddy? <laughs> Sean goes outside and said, "The man, the bank manager is our guy. He's the guy on the inside. Don't trust him. Don't you know? Keep an eye on him." So Sean is released, and he like squints into the sunlight, like, "Oh, I'm, I've been weakened by my time as a hostage." Commander Luns wants to debrief him. And but so does Lassie. Finally, um, Chief Vic steps in and says he's our guy. And Sean said, um, just before we get too far along here, I'm not wearing briefs. <laughs> Henry's there and Chief Vic won out. He is their guy. So Henry's there and he's like, I need to talk to you, Sean. Oh, yeah. He's over by the barricade. Henry said, Commander Luns is ready to take this guy out. He says that negotiator, he's done negotiating. There's tear gas coming, uh, maybe within the next hour, and it never looks good. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's not pretty. You got maybe an hour tops because Sean asked him, like, how long do you think I've got? Um, I'm still trying to wrap this pretty thing up. And um, that's that's basically all we get of Henry mm-hmm. for the rest. So Sean, um, after flirting a little bit with a lady behind the barricades, he goes over with Lassiter and they have like this whole moment. Sean is like, I need to prove that the kidnapping thing holds water. We've got to track down the wife. You've got to come with me. I know where she's being held. I've got serious vibes. It's all about vibes and protocol in this episode, I swear. (laughs) 
So, yeah, Lassiter's like, protocol, protocol, I'm breaking rules, blah, blah, blah. And Sean is like, oh, my God, dude, <laughs> what's, what's he say about Just the little Just once can you grab life by the little Lassiters and follow your instincts. So, basically, it takes a turn. And Lassiter's like, you take shotgun. You're so sexy right now. Sean, it's like, same, Sean, same. <laughs> <laughs> Sean waves but, Juliet to uh, join them. And she doesn't know what to do, but she's got to go. She really does this weird J-hook thing that takes her past Luntz so that she can tell him that she's sorry, but she has to go. And he asks if they're still on for tonight. And she just like runs to the truck where Sean and Lassie are. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a hostage negotiator. I don't know what it's like to be a police officer. But in that moment, is it really appropriate to be worried about your date later on today? Yeah, you don't know how long you're going to be there or if you're going to ruin everything, sending in tear gas and SWAT guys. So Sean is giving them psychic directions to where the um, Joanne, I almost forgot her name. We know her name. Um, Phil Stubbins' wife, Joanne Stubbins, um, is being held and... Sean is asking Juliet um, what the attraction is with the old guy. <laughs> is she looking forward to giving him sponge baths in the near future? And <laughs> Lassie is so tickled pink by that. <laughs> he loves that joke. I don't know what sort of like van or swap machine they were in, but I just called it the Lassie Mobile. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't know where they got that, whose it is, but they're driving it. Cool. They find the house. They stop. Sean is not allowed to go in, but don't worry. Lassie and, and Julianne have this, and they do a full tactical entrance to spy music, including oh, yeah. very heavy crescendos. <laughs> they're splitting up. They're going around the different ways to get to the different exits and clock, you know, um, the perimeter. And then Sean is following Juliet, and he says, you know what? I want you to go out with Luntz. I think you should. I want She's you like, to be happy. Yeah, so he's really making a push in this scene to be like... I'm going to be mature about this. What I really want is for you to be happy. And if you think that you stand a chance with this guy, like you should definitely pursue it. And then he's like, when are you guys meeting up? And she's like, uh, tonight. And he's like, wow, that's super soon. Where are you going? <laughs> Mario's. That place is a little stuffy, no? I like the bread. And then they like bust into the house. They find Joanna. Joanne? Joanne. No, I don't know. I don't um, know that I ever wrote her name down. I wrote it down, but now I don't remember if it had an A at the end or not. Um, they find her, so. but they don't find any of the people who had kidnapped her. And Lassie's really mad that Sean is in the room and he's like, I told you to stay in the truck. And Sean says, if I did, I wouldn't be able to tell you that the guy just made a break for it out the back. And they call in the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Lassie's getting the canine unit on. Um and then back at the bank, we see that Luntz says he's going to attempt to make contact one more time, and then they're going in. And then we see Stubbs um, not answering the phone on the inside, and he starts freaking out, and he forcibly takes the bank manager guy and um, starts to interrogate him in one of the offices and because he's convinced he knows where his wife is, and he's at his wit's end. All the while, Gus is like, something's going on. So he kind of sneaky sneakies back and watches 
watches the the exchange trying to to figure it out. But he finally starts to open the door and then he's got a gun on him. So we've got another player in the room. So she says, um, or they ask her if she saw the guy who took her and she goes, it was actually two guys. And they're like, oh my God, two. And then she's like, I, I couldn't see anything really. I, I, I don't know what they looked like, but there was a gap in the blindfold at the bottom. And one guy was wearing these brown wingtip shoes. And Sean remembers it from the bank. And he realizes that the other guy, kidnapper is also in the bank so now we have we have the manager we have an additional kidnapper and then we have the one who ran away yeah so um gus tries to enter the room and he's held up by um the big guy who in the very next scene jewel says morgan phelps it was in the bank the guy they caught with the canine unit gave it up um the manager is the grandmaster plan maker and phelps is the guy inside he was supposed to be there just to watch it go down, make sure it didn't go sideways, but then it went sideways, the whole hostage thing. Phil, uh, the the bank manager knew that Phil would be a good patsy, and uh, they're calling Commander Luntz, and Commander Luntz is not answering because they're trying to get him to not tear gas the place. My question is, why didn't they attempt to call Chief? She's on site as well, no? That's true. I'm still, isn't I'm taking still trying calls. to figure out why they didn't attempt to contact his wife. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why didn't they know before freaking Lassie and McNabb had to do it all themselves? Yeah. So, um, anyway, we get back to the bank. We found out that SWAT did go in and they don't know where Morgan Phelps is or who Morgan Phelps is. They're still counting bodies. It's a mess out here. Um, Thanks, Captain Obvious. It's all your fault. Way to go, Luntz. Um, <laughs> Sean's like looking at the shoes, trying to see if he's still there, and he sees the brown wind tips are gone. So then they go into the office. Apparently, we we have already found Gus and Stubbs and the bank manager, but Sean notices that there are screws on the floor, and instantly he goes, Ah, the guy! He's escaped! He's escaped into the sewer! I see it so clearly! Commander Luntz is not really listening to him or really caring. And then finally he said, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Can you not hear it in the timbre of my voice? Yeah, no vibrato. So then Luntz leaves to go check it out. Because Lassie says, if I know one thing, if they access the sewer out back, it could dump them anywhere in the city. As soon as he's gone, Sean goes, oops, just kidding. Phelps is in the ducks. Yeah. Gus, help me boost Lassie up. <laughs> Give, me Give me one of those size 12 narrows. <laughs> Love it. Lassiter goes to the ducks, finds Phelps, grabs him. Everything is great. <laughs> it's hilarious that they're trying to make that look tense because it's full grown men in these really tight spaces. Like, <laughs> I got you now, sucker. <laughs> Sean and Gus are going to grab back up. And Sean looks at Lassiter and said, good job, partner. He, like, screams it into the duck. Oh, that's it. He's like, we're going for backup. Good job, partner. And Gus is like, partner? You gotta admit, he's better than a little boy cat. Or a little girl cat. And Sean is like, look at you. Still looking all portier after all of that stress. What? He does this nose tap. Yeah, and he's like, come on, slap me in the face and tell me they call you Mr. Tibbs. Come on, do it. I'm not doing that. Like, he gets so close, he just doesn't say the last part of the line. They call me. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then they get into the blueberry, and Sean's like, come on, they call you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stops short, too. 
No, this is the second time we've had a Poitier in the heat of the night, like, play out. Oh. I'm pretty sure we had it, like, something about it in um, season one, too. Really? Yeah. I don't remember Like, really that. early on. Okay. We're back at the psych office, and in comes Juliet to Sean, and she is all pretty looking. She is pretty looking, and she goes, um, hey, I got these, um, Gus's shoes from an evidence guy, and I thought I'd just, you know, uh, drop them off. You can burn them. He was devastated. It's like he's already, he's already mourned them yeah. and moved on. Um, also, is this your, uh, dropping off shoes for a friend outfit? Commander Luntz canceled on her. Apparently, after four showers, he still couldn't get the sewer smell out of his skin. <laughs> Too bad. But they do have a new date tomorrow. Wow, that's really efficient rescheduling. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. As she's ready to go, Sean's like, wait, wait a second. Um, What do you think of a ballpark Frank and a stroll on the boardwalk? Well, he says, have you eaten? And she says... No. <laughs> and he says it's no Mario's, but... In comes the zip line. That was one of the demands from the hostage situation. And on the zip line, there's a little tiny... <laughs> pineapple. Is there? It's carved into the metal of the zip line. Oh, maybe that's what the thing I read said. It was something mm. about the delivery... Thing. And I was like, he wasn't wearing a delivery jacket. It wasn't on the pizza box. Okay. It was That's part of the, the snack the snack zip line that had hot dogs on it uh, that apparently plump when you cook them. Yeah, we, we end on that. The explaining of the plumping um, of the dogs. Now, can I just say that every time the zip line pulley system food delivery is mentioned, I think about how obsessed our good friend Jamie, our very own Lassiter, and I were. With the hot dog shop Vittlevader. Vader. Vittlevader? The, the... Yup. Okay, so back across the river from our hometown, there was the original hot dog shop. It was not affiliated with the chain of hot dog shops in the next state. Mm-hmm. It was an OG of its own. And it had two drive through lanes. And the, the farthest drive through lane had a Vittlevader. It was a... Kid you not, elevator conveyor belt contraption. (laughs) We talked about inventing one for college (laughs) that made cookie monster noises. (laughs) Oh, nom, 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 nom. (laughs) I'd love that. But the hot dog shop, the hot dog deliveries, I just kept thinking of the Vittlevare. That makes total sense. That's a cool, that's a cool thing. It's in East Liverpool, Ohio, my friends. If you ever get a chance to go there, it's worth it. Ah, uh, fond, fondest of memories. Yeah. <laughs> the The one time I got pulled over, actually, I guess it's the, the first time I got pulled over. I've gotten pulled over once since then. The first time I got pulled over, I was on my way to the hot dog shop and I had your husband in my backseat. <laughs> the first time my brother got pulled over, he was on his way to a movie theater and he had your husband in the backseat. Oh my gosh, I've never been pulled over with my husband. I love that for him. I'll mm-hmm. have to remind him of that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's worth, uh, worth a trip there if you do go. But this was a really quick episode. Like, like we're not even 50 minutes into recording. I think by the time the episode's done, it's going to be probably closer to 40 minutes. 
Um, oh, yeah. It was quick. It, it kept pace. It doesn't do a whole lot for the storyline of, of this Not our series. Arcs, yeah. yeah. But it was so focused on Phil and Commander Luntz and Protocol. <laughs> protocol. I do love that, like, Sean is always talking about golden time. Or golden hour? The golden, golden hour, time. yeah. Yeah, it's golden time, and I look great in that light. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, did he talk about it? Was it in the school reunion one? Or I know it came up this season, I feel like. That would make sense. I did, I did like this one. It did go really fast. Mm-hmm. I it, Watching it, even though I was taking notes, I didn't pause this one as much as I usually pause. I didn't either, notes. yeah. I was just like, I could do it while it was going. It wasn't... <sighs> It wasn't super dialogue heavy like sometimes yeah. they are. And I feel like I have to write down everything, even though I remember most of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the quips weren't there. Like, usually I'm writing down those, like, super funny one-liners. Um, but they just really weren't, like, so jam-packed into this episode. The And not the, a ton of pop culture references. Right, that's what I was about to say. The biggest, the biggest one is Cameron obviously being Cameron from... Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller, also being Cameron Luntz, the chief com- he, commander. He didn't turn out not unlike an adult Cameron would be, did he? Hmm. I do think right? that Phil Stubbins might be adult Cameron. Like he he loves his wife, not having great luck, kind of a, a hangdog, mm-hmm. pitiful guy, but like a good guy. You know, he's doing everything he can. I yeah, mean, I'm here for it. I love him. I definitely like him better than Luntz. Mm-hmm. And we're Team supposed stubs. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written well. But um, quick episode, fun episode, great guest stars. I'm Alexis and cut. That's great. Dripping with swagger. Let's go again, though, and maybe ease up on the cocksure smile just a bit. Doesn't he say... I don't think it'll play in the Midwest. He does. That's how it ends. <laughs> and I'm Kaylee. I know you don't like my methods. I know you don't like me, but we are pressed for time and I'm telling you, I am vibing like crazy. Can we screw protocol and get the hell out of here? And this has been... To the Blueberry! Psych out.